Everybody's at the door cause they need more Inspiration for their life, they souls and they soul Told them sorry Mr. West is gone uh, I just want to make dope stuff that people are like, wow, life is more awesome because this happened. I'm a champion, so return tragedy to try and make you the death fighters with my soul through the gonna be one of the greats, trust me, the next great. Grammy goes to the college dropout. La, la, yeah. la, la, wait till I give my money right. What more can I say? George Bush doesn't care about black people. I did I do certain things from a feeling I like I just I just channel the energy it just feels right it's using a gut instinct a connection with God and just brilliant what up y'all this is a very special episode of the let's have a real conversation podcast we are finally doing our kanye west episode and buckle your seat belts it's gonna be a bumpy ride that's right so especially with the sirens especially with the sirens <laughs> i don't know if the mic is picking it up but there are sirens in the background here mm -hmm. they know it's about to be a full alarm blaze mm -hmm. So this is an episode we have stated from very early in our podcast that we wanted to do. And with recent events, we felt it was finally time to do it. So here we are. We're here to talk all about all things Kanye. And uh, before we start, thank you for being here. Thank you for, you know, listening. Thank you for watching. I know people are on different platforms. So whether you're on Apple podcast, Amazon, Spotify, or watching this on YouTube, we just want to thank you real quick for being here. And we hope that you enjoy this special uh, siren. No, I'm just kidding. This special, this special episode. And if you do like this episode and would like us to do more artist centered podcasts episodes, let us know in the comments Please because do, yeah. there are plenty of artists we could probably do an entire pod on. A lot. So let's jump right into it. Kanye West. What What is your first memory of Kanye West? Through the wire. Hearing it, mm -hmm. thinking it was Shaka Khan, being like, what are they doing to Shaka Khan? What's going on? Oh, someone's rapping? Oh, what is this? You know, I gotta do it. This is, this is kind of hot. You know, I gotta do it. I drank a booze for breakfast and a sure for dessert. dessert. Yes, through the wire. I remember. I remember my sister talking about through the wire. Okay. She was older. She's five years older than me, so she was. So you're sixty five. She's seventy. <laughs> yes. Ah, for those who are watching for the first time, I don't want to get in trouble. Dash Dashing D has said plenty of times that. Her spirit is 65. <laughs> 65. So that's I'm a 65 where the, year old black woman. That's where um, the joke came from. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Your sister. <laughs> my 70 year old sister. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> she really is. Um, yeah. I remember her talking about this guy, Kanye West, and this album. Um, and, you know, I think around that time she must have been in high school. 
No. Or maybe a little bit older. What year was Through the Wire? Oh four. Oh four. She was college, out of college dropout. She was out. Okay, so we're so talking oh three. Right. Okay. So you're right. She was out of high school, but I remember her buying the CD. I remember her buying the album. Remember your sister talking about it. I remember it. her talking about how he had been in this accident and he wrote this song and through the wire. And so the lyrics are being able to recite those lyrics. Is, it's like, it was, it was cool. It was like, oh my gosh, this person who is supposed to be in pain and agony and, you know. Literally has their jaw wired literally has his jaw wired created this amazing song sample shaka khan which i have always been big shaka fan because 65 um right i it felt like the beginning of a beautiful relationship with an artist right you know that first time you hear certain artists it's just you have a visceral reaction to yep. the music and you wow i feel like we got really serious <laughs> no, I, mean, I know i'm usually the jokey jokey one but yeah you just have this visceral reaction to um hearing music that is is relatable in some ways it's also something that you can empathize with um and just good good music, no pun intended, good music just makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. And a lot of times, at least back then, when you heard good music, it felt, like I said, it felt like the beginning of a relationship of sorts. It felt like the start of something. Right. Things to look forward to. You heard that and you wanted to know what else he had to give us. Right. I remember, you know, playing playing the album. College listening, dropout. College dropout, listening to every song. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it's, I don't think I've ever really had this conversation. I don't speak about Kanye in the way that a lot of people speak about Kanye. Y'all know, if y'all, if y'all watch the pod, y'all know I don't always have kind things to say right but just thinking back to that my first introduction to him i think i was in awe i i think i i because i'm such a lover of music that for me it was just like wow this is this is amazing this this person did this thing and i get it i feel it i i want to listen i want to keep listening to it i want to know what else is coming right um yeah, that I would say that was my first. That was my introduction to Kanye. Um, yeah. You know, and I did. I was one of those kids who did what my older sibling did, right? So you know, she was listening to it, so it was like, okay, I gotta check this out. This must be cool. Um, but yeah, that was that was the beginning for me. Yeah, uh, I first heard it, and then. Um... I was listening to tons of everything Rockefeller at the time I consumed. And I remember Same. I remember going back and not realizing I'd heard him before. Hmm. And I was like, oh, is this the guy Dame introduces on Champions? 
and it was mm -hmm. so there was a collaboration project that was put out by rockefeller it was like dame dash presents something i can't remember the something right now mm -hmm. and there was a song on it called champions mm -hmm. and it sampled we are the champions by queen and it was a kanye production didn't know that at the time mm -hmm. and i'm like wow this is hot and a bunch of people from rockefeller were rapping on it and then dame stops the beat and he's like introducing the latest edition of rockefeller the dope ass producer kanye west but i didn't remember that when i heard through the wire and then like going back i'm like oh this is the same guy and so kanye raps on mm -hmm. champions and i was like oh wow this guy's good yeah. and uh you know college dropout came out and it was <laughs> it was a classic i mean we didn't know that at the time, but it was like, man, this is just really good music. Mm -hmm. This is great, great hip hop. It's different. And uh, being someone who at that time uh, was in high school and was street. For context, I was in high school too. We're the same age. Real right. age. <laughs> Real age, right. Not for, our souls. For new, yeah, right. But, but Right. we are actually the same age <laughs> right so being that i was in high school um you know it was interesting because i identified kind of street kind of not so some of the things he was saying but that they, they were blasphemous to the street people they were interesting to me simultaneously because it was like oh yeah i could see why they don't want you wearing certain stuff in hip hop or like, oh, he's saying people made fun of him for not wearing certain things like, oh, I, I get it. But it was weird. It was weird seeing someone come into hip hop with like a tiny backpack and pink and polos and all of these things, which are now far more accepted. And one can argue that it is accepted because of him. Yeah. Um, but at that time, hip hop visually was synonymous with what we wore in the streets you know it was baggy okay. clothes and jerseys and different things that you saw in your hood that's what was visually on the screen when you were watching music mm -hmm. videos which were still a big deal at that time and connie was the opposite when he came in it was like no nah, i'm never gonna wear a jersey you'll never see me in that in fact this is what I wear and pink is what I wear often. Uh, and he had all of these bright colors and it was like, that's not something we really do here. At the same time as Fab having a video out where he's rapping and his jersey is switching every couple of bars. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we do throwback jerseys and Jordans and this guy's oh, like, no, nah, I don't. What a time that was. But that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to paint the picture because the that's the time that. when Kanye came out, when yeah. we visually yeah. saw like people in these jerseys that were two or three sizes too big. And mm -hmm. it was Air Force Ones and Jordans were the footwear. Yeah. And there wasn't Baggy a thing jeans. of quote unquote backpack rappers at that time, not in the mainstream media anyway. Right. And uh, a lot of today's culture of skinny jeans and very fashion forward presentations visually, that wasn't the case in 2003, 2004. So that was even interesting when we finally saw him rap and saw him in like, you know, uh, sweaters and polos and these pinks and these blues and these bright colors and this mm -hmm. like, 
well, who is this guy? What is he doing? So it was really interesting to me. I kind of understood the duality of it and understood where he was coming from on certain levels, even though some I didn't. I, I wasn't in college. I didn't have an interest in going to college. Um, when I finally did do some college, I didn't really see the things that he was saying or had said he experienced. Uh, and I'll be honest, at first, as a teenager, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on with the bear. Uh, the bear was a big part of his marketing. He created like a mascot and it became synonymous with Kanye West for many years. And I remember at first I was like, what's up with this bear thing? Like rappers didn't have mascots or images that were tied to them specifically. It was almost like the bear was his logo at one point. It was something that became synonymous with him, which is why you see in later years, it was like on the cover, uh, you know, and he became really good at blending things uh, visually, um, telling us about different lifestyles, different things that we may not have gone through. And man, the music was just so good and powerful, uh, both beats, so sonically, as they say, mm -hmm. and then lyrically. Um, and it was interesting because we also saw him with these other icons, whether that was underground or not. I mean, we saw him with Mos Def. We saw him with Talib Kweli. And a lot of these things came out in the dock uh, for those who learned about Kanye in later years. Yeah. Um, if you stumbled into Kanye in 2013, 2014, 2015, you may not know any of the shit we're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that was in the dock. But that's it was like, who's this guy with Mos Def? Yeah. And... Talib Kweli, but also rapping with Freeway and like on tour with Jay-Z and huh? Like, yeah, he was just such an interesting piece of the Rockefeller family to me. And I had no idea about his production credits until his album came out. And he's saying yeah. like most nominated hip hop accommodated should have been signed twice. Like all of these things he's saying, it's like. Yeah. Wait, what? Most nominated for what? This is your first album. Oh, this guy had records on Blueprint? Like, probably the thing I listened to the most when the album first came out is the last song where he raps for like a verse and then tells you his whole backstory. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, this guy made beats for Beanie Siegel? Wait, this guy produced most of, Dino uh, of Blueprint? Wait, what? Can't be life? Whoa. Oh, hold on what and it was like wait okay maybe i love this guy now like i didn't know this was the shit that he i've been listening to these songs for years yeah. these things are in heavy rotation in my cd player he was intriguing yeah absolutely he was in he was intriguing he was in some ways mesmerizing it's we were living in a time at that time where social media wasn't a thing or it was MySpace. MySpace was a thing, but in terms of the multi-hyphenate persona, right? Yeah, we weren't we weren't living we, with phones in our hands at that time. We didn't have phones in our hands, but I, I'm even pointing to something deeper about <clears throat> we kind of looked at a lot of things very singularly until social media really became a thing. Now you can go on social media and you can see someone you went to high school with who has like five different types of jobs and, you know, um, 
you're a good example of like you have your body butter that you do you have your podcast stuff that you do like a lot of different things we were not used to seeing that in a lot of people yeah um there were only very specific people that you'd see and it would be very specific types of things too like actress singer dancer maybe and that would be the triple threat right yes you didn't and producers kind of stayed producers tried to make that conversion but a lot of times it didn't it didn't translate it didn't translate and so producers typically stayed producers rappers typically stayed rappers there was a very segmented thing happening i think kanye comes onto the scene and i think us as people watching it happen and watching it unfold were fascinated by the fact to your point where you start discovering because again things were different it wasn't that easy to point out producers back then but when you start finding out that he's accomplished so much before we even really meet him that in itself kanye was ushering in I know y'all are surprised to hear me say all these nice things about Kanye. <laughs> and stay tuned because it's going to stop. Kanye was ushering in, in a matter of speaking, was ushering in a new generation. I don't even think Kanye realized, I don't think we realized what was happening. Right before our eyes. Right before our eyes. I mean, we. It's. It, I think it's really cool to be a, an older millennial because of the fact that we got to see the transition happen. We existed before social media. We existed before everybody could do a million things. And, and, And I'm glad that we've evolved to this place, but I'm also glad that we got to see it happen. And, and, and again, I don't know that Kanye, I think that Kanye thinks that he is, uh, um, uh, innovator and a creator and all of those things but i don't know if he really understands that he really did in a lot of ways usher in this new generation whether it was on purpose or not right or whether and whether he touched every part of it or not he still was doing that like we were still watching someone who was like hey like i could do multiple multiple things and be successful yep and I'm glad that we had that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got to see that. Um, he would not be the only person to accomplish that, but I think he meant so much to those of us who were in high school or young people at that time that, I don't know, I'm, I'm, gra- I'm grateful that we saw him in all of his glory during that time. Right. Um, and he took off fast. Quick. <laughs> After that, quick, it was, it was Kanye was everywhere on everything. Whether it was rapping as a feature, or production wise, mm-hmm. Kanye was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. By the time late registration came, how he, Kanye was beyond the household name. He yeah. was a star, mm-hmm. and late registration really just cemented that. Even though that's not a lot of people's favorite Kanye album, I mean, from the production to the Mm -hmm. features to the records that were put out as singles 
I mean, he became this behemoth yeah. who it was like, whoa, this guy was just producing recently. Like, and then the other thing too is, well, I guess I'll wait till we get to the doc part. But, but when late registration yeah. came out at mm-hmm. that point, it was like, yo, this guy's out of here. Like this dude yeah. is the man. Yeah. It was no longer like, well, maybe he's he's good. Or man, this guy's good. I wonder oh, what's gonna happen next. Cemented. By the time late registration came out, let me say this. On one album, he had a Jay-Z and a Nas feature on the same one album. And I mean, if you know, you know. <laughs> I mean it, as that's, his song is titled flex. We Major. He was major at that time. That's a flex. By that time, it was, yo, he's that guy. And he was that guy. He was that guy. And just to just to bring it back to the doc, I know we haven't really dug into the doc so much, but we can start. Um, okay. the, the doc we're referring to is Genius on Netflix. Um, it was a three-part documentary docu-series docu-series that started they started filming this (laughs) as this was all happening everything that we're recounting right now is well documented oh yeah um he made sure that everything that he was doing even before it really hit it was being documented right you're seeing him go into a label office and try to get label heads to listen to his music and they were laughing at him the receptionist was laughing at him right like oh you back again it is wild to think before you see it it's you don't expect that you don't that's not where your mind goes it's right. wild to think you know when they say that somebody starts from the bottom up it's wild to look at and be like i mean how right how these people did not want like they knew him but they were like bug off kanye <laughs> like yeah not like how i am now but <laughs> But it's 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 amazing to me. It's it, that, and that's kind of how the the first part of the documentary is. They 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 show you where he was when he was like trying to get people to take his music, his actual music that he was writing and creating seriously. Yeah. And dudes was just like, okay, you, but but when are you gonna get me those beats? They were not, they weren't trying to hear it right. um, until they were, until they couldn't, until you couldn't unhear it. Right. Watching him figure out, and I know this is a little later in the doc, watching him think about how he's going to do the through the wire video. That ideation phase that we got to play, we, we got to watch play out um really cool very cool um and we know like we're we're creators when you think about something you know how you want to do something and then you actually see it happen 
something very gratifying about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, the doc went, went way back. Yeah. The doc went way back. It starts when he's like 14 at some industry party. Yeah. Yeah. And you see his, you see the change, you see where it goes from, you know, certain people knew him and certain people knew what he was up to and what he was working on. Right. And you gradually see how the recognition grew. You gradually see how he, I mean, Kanye to me, watching him, like when he's in the studio, when he was in the studio, he's like in mad scientist mode. He's very much like thinking things and dreaming things and creating things in his mind and, and trying to get people to understand. Um, which is incredible to watch, which is, I think, why people think he's a genius. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, I like to see people uh, create. I like to watch people creating just as much as I like to create. And I, and I like to see people enjoy the thing that they created, too. Like, you ever watch somebody dance to their own music? That makes me feel good inside. Like, that excites me. Because I'm like, if you like it, then I know, like, if you fuck with it, fuck with it, then I could really fuck with it. That's hard for me. I always have mixed feelings when I see stuff like that. Really? Because as a creative, as a creator, mm -hmm. I'm, so I'm a harsh critic, period. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to my stuff mm -hmm. or things that I'm involved in, I am super critical. Like, I put shit under a microscope. And that, so it's hard for me to listen to and enjoy the things that I create because I I, it's hard for me to turn off the part of my brain that is looking for where I can improve or where there was a mistake, regardless of who it was from. Like if the engineer working on the song put mm -hmm. the hook slightly off, it's hard for me to ignore that or if I was slightly offbeat or I dragged something a little more than I should have, or I pr pronounced the S's too strong. Like there's so many different pieces to, mm -hmm. and that's just music obviously, but even in visuals, if you help create a music video or you're just putting out a promo clip, like every time I'm looking at things, I'm looking at it with analyzer brain on. I'm looking to, okay, where, how can this be better? Yeah. what should have been okay what needs to happen next mm -hmm. time so that so it is interesting but there is also a piece of me that's like uh i don't know like mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say there let me be clear i i don't put things out if i don't think they're good enough to be out especially in my later years and early stages of my music and creativity i if i did it i put it out i just was like hey i i made it and i think it's cool i'm putting mm -hmm. it out but I think you kind of learn to self-critique and decide what, what meets your standards as you continue to do things. But even though something may have met your standards, it doesn't mean that you enjoy it as much as others can. And I think that's why a yeah. lot of times we hear artists, even recently, Joey Badass was on Joe Budden Podcast. He did an excellent interview up there. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how one of his biggest records ever one of the ones that put him under this in the spotlight in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. he hates it. And that's I think that's, you see that a lot in, in, in music, in not only hip hop, where people will say, 
yeah, that number one song, like the one that I I am demanded to do every performance. You do. I you actually fucking hate that song. You hear that? Well, so, that, that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I was wrapping up. So for me, it's interesting. I have mixed feelings when I see it because, mm-hmm. yeah, there is part of the narcissistic side where you like, yo, I made this and it's hot. I want to rock to it all the time. But I also, for, personally, it's challenging for me to do that with the things I create. So when I yeah, see yeah. others doing it, I'm always kind of like torn. Not to say that they shouldn't. Like, there's um, damn, what's this guy's name? The Indian comedian, Aziz. Aziz. Aziz Ansari. Huh? Aziz Ansari. Ansari. That's his last Ansari. name. Ansari. Oh, I might I be saying that wrong, but oh, I'm, that's news to me. I just know him as Aziz. I didn't even I've never known his last name, but mm-hmm. he has a comedy sketch where he talks about going to chill with Kanye and Kanye's playing. I can't remember what album. It might have been 808 and Heartbreaks mm-hmm. and they're jamming out. And Kanye's like, those beats are fucking dope, right? I made those beats. OK, see, that's narcissism. So, but that's what I, I think of shit like that. Like when Aziz was so Aziz says like. It was an awesome experience chilling with Kanye. I mm-hmm. never thought I'd be famous enough to even be invited to chill with Kanye. But that's some wild shit for a nigga to play his own shit and be like, yo, that's dope because I made it. I made this dope shit. Say it's dope. And I understand Kanye is a very specific type of person, but mm-hmm. I feel like Aziz. Like when I'm with someone, I know a lot of artists, a lot of hip hop artists. And a lot of times that's kind of how it comes off. Like. Well, Cats will rush to play you something because they're excited, but they're not excited that they're created it. They're excited that it's dope and they should be, but that's kind of, it be, kind of becomes that Aziz moment. Like, yo, you know how bold you have to be to tell someone, yo, this shit dope and I made it. Tell me it's dope. And really tell me it's dope is not even for validation. They already think it's dope. To them, it's already been validated. Right. Well, that's not really what I'm saying. I mean, that is a good point. And that is narcissistic as hell, of course. I agree with that. I'm I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm a good example of this is um so something that um oof, I wanna get the person's name correct. This, uh something that BT did do <clears throat> for um the hip hop awards was mm-hmm. that guy that became popular during the during lockdown, um, where he was like DJ Nice. No, DJ not nice. Not D Nice. Uh, but he but it is a it, it is a DJ thing that I'm talking about. Um huh. And he would they did this thing where they had um I guess this was content around the hip hop awards last week. And they had rappers come on and he was he was playing their music and they were rapping along with their music. Busta killed it, which I actually will post on our Instagram um, but and TikTok, but Method Man did it. Okay. And Method Man looked excited when he was rapping along with the music. And that's more of what I'm talking about. Like that excitement that, you know, your music energizes you. Like you're pumped when you perform the music. Um, Like almost like it's something you're proud of, but not in a, 
not in a self-centered narcissistic kind of way that exists and kanye is that but i'm i'm just talking about like you know you've seen i'm sure like performers who like really get into their music really get you know i think because i think that a lot of people do disconnect from the product they create um but there's 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 certain times where you'll see it like you'll see it on a person's face when they really like he was dancing along and he was he was having such a good time with it again busta killed it and the bus busta sounded just like the record still and he's great at that yeah he did um Put your hands where my eyes can see um and it was great but i just i looked at method man and i got it i i laughed to myself because i was like he's really enjoying this like he's he's having fun with this and gotcha. you know sometimes we take ourselves so seriously especially being someone that people revere and people look up to and mm-hmm. um you know it kind of i think i think it kind of humanizes them yeah humanizes artists um when you see stuff like that the kanye stuff oh look i created this shit and it's dope that's a different that's yes that is hella narcissistic and kind of one of those things about kanye that you either love or you hate um i say it all the time i don't mind a man who talks his shit I think I think that it's okay to big yourself up a little bit. I think I think it's okay to be confident um and maybe have a healthy healthy a small healthy level of arrogance. Something that kind of like your swagger. Like when you you, you know you you know you got a little bit of an ego but not too much, right? I think that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's healthy um and that promotes good self-esteem, right? but there's a line mm-hmm. right there's there's a point where it's a little you know or it's too much right and i think that's what you're talking about and i agree i don't no i i don't want to go hang out with somebody so they can tell me this is dope right to tell me this is dope like yeah sir no because if you are dope i'm gonna tell you you're dope you don't need to ask me right. i always hate those people who um who don't wait until like you know like let's say i let's say i got a new shirt and i came around and i'm like you're not gonna tell me my new shirt looks nice right i know so i'm very close to someone who does that Uh um they don't give you a chance you sit down for 30 seconds and they're like you didn't notice my new earrings Mm. like well if i was going to right (laughs) if i was going to give you praise you didn't give me a chance to and it kind of cheapens it for me and makes me not want to right so i think that's kind of what kanye does right i think he you know i don't think you have to keep telling us that you're amazing because we're look at what uh, the first 10 minutes 20 minutes of of this this conversation was us just saying good things about him and his music he, he doesn't he doesn't need to tell us that he's good we know he's good. We do. Um, and I think circling back, one of the things that the doc did very well is exactly what you were saying a second ago, which is it showed us his human side. Yeah. It showed us who Kanye was as a person, not just as a musician, a producer, an artist, 
a fashionista, mm -hmm. uh, a fashion curator, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We got to see a lot of like him kicking it with his mom, him talking to his peers, him, yeah. you know, being excited about certain things and him struggling too. Like, man, you know, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this and they're not letting me or man, you know, I'm mm -hmm. shit. If I could only get this to happen, yeah, you know, we could do so much more. Uh, and, and even him like critiquing the music too, listening back and saying, no, I think right here we need, we need this. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, rhyme fest, can you do something for this piece here? Or, you know, there were a couple of different mm -hmm. singers, so I don't remember them all by name, but, you know, saying, I think we might need you to sing a little something right here. Mm -hmm. um, I think all of that is really cool that we got to see that. It was, I think you hit it on the head when you said, like, it shows the human side of a person. And I, I agree. I think the doc did an amazing job at that, especially those first two episodes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, you know, the other thing the doc did really well is... Uh, I think show a lot of transparency. We saw both how the relationship changed between the, the man filming the documentary and Kanye mm -hmm. and also how Kanye changed. Yeah. And they were friends for context. They were friends from home, like friends from since they were young. Right. Yeah. Um, they were friends from Chicago and we see how you know, once Kanye took off, how for a minute they didn't speak at all. So he, he says, distanced hmm? he distanced himself. Yeah, and which I think is understandable. Mm -hmm. I think if you become this international megastar, it might be a little harder to keep, you know, keep seeing the guys from the block, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that it was that. right, and I I thought it was very transparent in the way even that he did it because the person who did the documentary. And I'll put his name on the screen because I can't remember at the moment. But I he, I think it was Cootie is his name. Cootie, yeah. If I remember correctly. If not, I apologize. Again, I'll put it on the screen. Um, but he did an amazing, I think he did a great job of being transparent and being like, well, y'all probably already noticed, but Kanye took off. And after that, it was hard to reach him. Sometimes it wasn't even the right number that I had. And I just didn't see him for a while. So I started focusing on myself and my life and my daughter. And I thought that was really dope because he could have done it a very different way. He could have done it like, yo, fuck him. He forgot about me. You know, he could have yeah, done it in a very distasteful way. And he didn't. You can keep it real and be nice. Yeah. You can keep it real and be humble. You can keep it real and not shit on people. And I think Cootie did a great job of doing that. Cootie Simmons is his name. There and he go. and he benefited a lot from being around Kanye in the beginning um, because he went on to produce videos for a lot of people we know. Yep. Um, he's had a good career off of that start. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that they're, they're, part of that is a certain level of gratitude that and respect that he has for Kanye for putting helping to put him on. Yeah. Um, so, you know... I, it was Cootie Simmons and Chike Oza. They were the two that were involved in the doc. Could, I did not remember that there was a second guy because so much of it was Cootie. Yeah, because I think Cootie was the one who was like there for the whole thing. He's been yeah. there since the beginning. Mm 
Um, yeah, I. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, Real go quick. for it. I also thought it was really cool that through the doc we got to see how much footage they actually used in the early days. Like the whole through the wire video was doc footage, it was doc footage originally yeah. because this doc started in 03. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're walking around shooting with Kanye in 03. And it's interesting that, yeah, at that time, they used some of the footage for what became what later became the Through the Wire through video the wire, and some yeah. other videos. But we didn't know that at the we time. So no idea that it was really cool doing. in 2022 to see, mm-hmm. oh, that's where this footage came from? Like, I remember when we watched it and I was like, oh, this isn't Through the Wire. Oh, that's in Through the Wire. Yeah. Oh, this isn't this. Oh, this isn't that. And you were looking at me like, it is? I don't remember. And then later when they showed the video, I was like, told you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying this because of the I told you moment. I just think that was super cool. I think it is cool. That now we could see like, oh, that's where all this stuff came from? I think it is Super cool. interesting. I, I like that. I like that he did that. I know it's so much, again, you know, the 65-year-old here. It's so much easier to document now, right? Like yeah. everybody has it on their phones or wherever. But to, and I think this speaks to his, um, his talent. Cootie or Kanye? Kanye. Oh. To to have to have the foresight mm-hmm. to document everything you were doing from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, Kanye is someone who nar- narcissist or not always knew without a doubt that there would be more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we benefited from that in terms of the doc because had he not been thinking that way, right? we don't, we don't get a doc that shows us all the cool shit that he was doing from the beginning, you know? Um, yeah. But I do think that speaks to his talent and his, um, Genius. <laughs> I do think that speaks to his talent. Uh, Go ahead. And his creativity. Uh-huh. And his you strong... You my specs because I know where we're going next. And his strong sense. Um, <clears throat> do geniuses, like, lose piece of their gene pieces of their genius over time does it depreciate does just genius dumb depreciate over time or geniusicity does it depreciate over time not geniusicity geniusicity <laughs> all right does it does anyone know chris chris does it depreciate over time Yo, Chris don't ever be awake when we're when we're doing this podcast. He don't ever be awake. He's busy editing other footage. Well, I hope that there's dinner when things. we're done. All right. I'm just saying. What is a genius? Before we can answer, is Kanye a genius? Something we debate about a lot. And if you've seen our pod before, you know that we feel differently about this and have discussed it before. So I like to go to dictionary definitions. Let's start there. So, it says here, genius, definition number one, exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. Definition two, 
a person who is exceptionally intelligent or creative, either generally or in some particular respect. Now I ask you, is Kanye a genius? By definition, Kanye is a genius. That's it. But then I'm continuing to ask, does genius depreciate over time? Or can genius depreciate over time? Because I think it's depreciating. But (laughs) I think a long time ago, I think it was easy to say. And today, I just don't know. I don't, I don't. I, I think that Kanye is a great talent. And I think that by definition, Kanye is a genius. But by definition, a lot of people we know are geniuses. Yes. So, and and I think that's where, and we've had this conversation. Off but, pod. Off pod. But that's where it gets hairy for me because people act as though Kanye's genius is somehow higher than a bunch of other people we know. And I just don't know that I believe that. I don't think that Kanye is so far beyond anyone else in his class that it's like sending the the gifted kid to the gifted program everybody's getting a 98 on the test like it's it it's i think that when i think that the frustrating thing about the genius thing with with kanye is that it has jaded people in what way in that until maybe now people look at everything kanye does as genius because i can't understand it so it must be kanye's genius Uh, kanye has done a lot of things (laughs) moving on to the third section of the doc where they kind of bring forth some of some of his antics and things that have happened over uh, i mean the past what Decade. At this point, decade, um, I would say five to ten years specifically. Kanye explaining away his behaviors because of his talent is silly to me, and I think that a lot of people have done that. Maybe not not today, but over the years, it's been oh, Kanye that. That's just yay being yay because, you know, he's a genius and like he thinks, you know, his thoughts are so beyond that none of us can understand it. We've heard people who are famous and have celebrity also say things like this about Kanye, that Kanye is just, man, I can't even, he, that, that, that nigga's such a genius, I don't even get it. No, you don't get it because it doesn't make sense. A lot of times people don't get it because he's just not making sense. I think that people have used it to explain away his behavior in the past several years. I think that, you know, a lot of people will say, even with the White Lives Matter shit that happened last week or two weeks ago at uh, last week at Paris Fashion Week, I think there will be a lot of people who explain that away as, oh my gosh, Kanye's so so smart and so bold and he's so this and he's so that i think that people allow him to hide behind the moniker of genius in order to give him a pass to act 
the way he does and to speak the way he does. And that is my frustration with calling him a genius at this point, because I think it is misused. I think that there was a time where when we called Kanye a genius as a collective, it made sense. I think today, and that's why I ask, does it depreciate? Because I think now Kanye is not one, I don't have a particular desire to listen to Kanye's music anymore. I have not heard, none of the music that I've heard over the past several years has made me want to run to an album. That might just be a personal preference. I'm, I'm not saying that they haven't been good. Me personally, haven't been into it. But it doesn't matter what it is, people will drop what they're doing to, and not everyone, but people will drop what they're doing to forget about his indiscretions and jump on the music because he's such an incredible genius or 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 try to somehow justify some of the shit that he says and he does because oh he's being shocking and he's being in your face and he's being bold um what do you do the other day put put clothes in in garbage bags to give to was it homeless people oh i didn't even know about that and then they said that he that they you know there were people who said oh my gosh Putting the clothes in garbage bags was genius. <laughs> to me, it's ridiculous. So yes, to answer the question at hand, yes, Kanye is a genius in that Kanye is elite in what he has done in terms of music. Kanye is a creative when it comes to fashion, although I don't think that Kanye has done anything particularly incredible to be called um, in the fashion world to be called a genius there. I think that Kanye has a good eye, but I think that the clothes that he's actually created is sweats. I don't think that he did anything particularly incredible in terms of the fashion world. I guess his sneakers what because they don't look like Nikes are great. I think the music makes him genius. I don't think any of the other stuff does, to be honest. Um I think there I think it's a two sided coin. Mm-hmm. I think when you go to this definition and talk about exceptional natural talent mm-hmm. or intelligence. I think, yes, he's a genius. I think that goes without questioning. But that should not be an excuse for the other side of the coin, which is the antics, Mm -hmm. which we can talk about the antics in a moment. Uh, So, yes, he's a genius. He's a genius for the way he markets. He's a Mm -hmm. genius for the way he can call upon attention because he knows how to get attention, whether it is snatching the mic from Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. or creating dumbass t-shirts or wearing red hats. Uh, he knows how to garner attention at a level like no one else. And I think that too speaks to his genius. Um, but I don't think the antics should be an excuse. So yes, I think Kanye is a genius. I think that he is extremely creative, extremely talented, 
and I think he's a genius in more than one category. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's no questioning that. Uh, but no, I don't think that should uh, cancel out or be an excuse for the antics. Uh, not understanding something does not necessarily make it a genius level thing. It just means you don't understand it to respond to that. Um, I guess we can get into antics. Or do you got more on the doc? Um, well, the doc kind of, the, 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 the frustrating thing about the doc is that there is a break in time because of the fact that him and Cootie weren't around each other for a period of time. And then it does come back to, you know, Kanye, uh, wearing the MAGA hat and, you know, kind of where we land, I guess, somewhere around 2019, 2020. Um, no, it was before that. It was like 2016, 2017. Is that where it ends? Oh, I do you saying where, where it picks back up. No, it does end in like 2019, 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of know, like, we talk about Kanye on this podcast all the time. We kind of have had up to the minute information about him. So mm-hmm. that is kind of where the doc ends. Yeah. Um, in that sense, we know that the MAGA hat thing happened. We know that Kanye ran for president. We know that um, his political stance changed. We know that he used to be the guy who said George Bush doesn't like Black people to the guy who is a Trump supporter, um, the guy who talks about his daughter possibly being aborted in front of, in a room filled with people. Um, he's the guy wearing the White Lives Matter shirt. Creating. Creating and wearing the White Lives Matter shirt and standing next to Candace Owens in it. Um, He's a different man than the one we were romanticizing about almost an hour ago. Right. Um, I guess that's where my frustration comes from. I know that it's very clear that I am frustrated with him. I've said before on the podcast that I feel that I have a complicated relationship with him because I don't want to dislike him. I don't. Listen, you you want the people that you root for and support or have rooted for and have supported, you kind of just want to be able to do that in peace and not feel like they do things to where you have to question whether you should or not um, and where they do things that could be hurtful to a lot of people. Like, now, I'm going to be real, like, Like I said, uh, when we recorded the last episode, I could completely distance myself from Kanye and what Kanye does from day to day. So it's not, it's not a big deal to me in the sense, it's a big deal to me, but it's not a big deal to me in the sense that like when we're not doing this podcast, I try to mind my business and not even stay, not, not even keep current with what Kanye is doing because I think a lot of it is ridiculous. But the difficult part is that there are a lot of people who 
to use his word, sheep. People who follow blindly. People who, <laughs> the people who, when Kanye says, don't wear Adidas anymore, will not wear Adidas anymore. You know, I, I, I think about that. And while those people have no bearing on what happens with my life, I think he knows that. I think you're right. I, I And I should have said that part too. He is a genius at grabbing people's attention, at staying relevant and staying current, knowing how to put himself out there. Every And, and to me, everything is a setup with him. The, the White Lives Matter shirts, he knew what he was doing. The Make, Make America Great Again, he knew what he was doing. Getting on the, on the Tucker Carlson show and talking about Lizzo, he knew what he was doing. Um, talking about how his family and um, his wife and his wife's family and all the people, all his, the Hollywood people he knew told him not to support Trump. He knew what he was doing. Everything that Kanye has done in recent years and not so recent years from the Taylor Swift thing, everything that Kanye has done has been, in my opinion, very calculated um and for that yes he does accomplish that he does he does accomplish being bold and being in your face and and he's good at a rollout there's probably an album coming well he said to diddy Um, in the text messages i'm selling these these t-shirts yeah and people will buy them oh yeah people will buy them People will buy them and people will walk around in them and people will not. And, and get smacked. Sure, but they don't care. They don't care because they know that could, that's a possibility. Yeah. In 2022, they know that's a possibility. So it, it, it's, it, it's so complicated for me because all the stuff with his, his ex-wife and all of the public things, all of the leaked texts that we've talked about here and not talked about. There's been there's been episodes where we've been like, ah, I don't want to do that today. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. And it 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 makes me want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Or him. And I think I think he is I don't think he'll ever be obsolete. I don't think he'll ever be obscure. I don't think people will ever stop supporting him. But I think that people are fed up with him. I think that people are getting tired of of the foolishness. They won't ever get so tired that they won't pay attention to him. But I think that people are starting to be like, oh, this again? Mm -hmm. I hate that we're here. Yeah. I hate that it got to this point. Right. But it did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that the antics are intentional. I agree. I think that... I think that at this point, a lot of us are are or have questioned our fandom of Kanye. Mm Mm-hmm mostly because of the antics you know when it was that the music began to drop in quality or shift then it was like all right these things happen when you're an artist for x amount of time everyone does experimental stuff everyone has things that 
their core fan base doesn't like, and that's fine. But I think as the antics increased, a lot of us began to question, can I still support this person? Should I still support this person? To today where some of us are, to quote his song, gone. Uh, I think I agree. I hate that we're here. I think it's a shame that we have to discuss these things constantly, uh, continue to be grossed out by the things that he's done and, um, you know, explain how distasteful they truly are to us. Um, I think that the antics are quite on purpose. I think that the antics are his way to continue to garnish attention to continue to stay relevant, to continue to uh, keep the spotlight on him at all times. And yeah, that's true. You're great at it, Kanye. You are. There's no questioning that. I think that you are a genius and you've mastered being able to go viral, get attention, be trending, but at what cost is the question. Uh, I think that at this point, Kanye has no integrity and I'm not a person who practices any religion, but I think that he may not realize how blasphemous some of the things he's doing are in his own religion. Uh, the Christian world, which he has transitioned into and now won Grammys for being a part of and putting out music through. A lot of the things that he's doing today in the Christian world are blasphemous, which in layman's terms means they're taboo. They're not allowed. They're a big no-no. I don't think he realizes that. Uh, using the Bible and stories from it to try and um, explain your antics or excuse your antics is wild. Uh, I'm not offended because I'm not religious, but I can see how many of the people who are religious could and probably should be. Um, he sounds like a cult leader. Okay. Why you say he that? He talks like a cult leader. Why you say that? Again, I'm going to mention the Tucker Carlson interview, and from here on out, I will refer to Tucker Carlson as TC. Okay. He gets on TC's show. He talks about David and Goliath. He talks about how these things uh, that people do are demonic. Um, he mentioned Moses. He mentioned Moses. I guess at this point he considers himself an evangelical Christian. Um, <laughs> when he's using religion religion the bible christianity however you want to say it when he's using those things to explain why it's okay for him to create a white lives matter t-shirt and parade it around um and in a sense gaslight us By telling us, oh, well, it's your own, it's your own issue uh, that you don't understand what's going on. That's what he said. And what I'm trying to say, in a matter of speaking, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not quoting him. Mm. 
it sounds very I, okay i watch a lot of cult docs i'm aware <laughs> i watch a lot of cult docs and a lot of the conversation is oh we're just trying to live a better life you know we're just we're just this is a different way of life um and I'm, you know, this is for the betterment of all people. Mm. And uh, they do these heinous things. I'm talking about cults, not specifically Kanye at the moment. They cults do that, like these cult leaders do these heinous things, and then say that they did it in the name of religion. Okay. To me, listening to that interview, while it was short listening to that and him call other people demonic and you know and him spewing his his pro pro life ideologies and just all of it reeked of cult leader or someone who joined a cult mm. pick one i don't know i say leader because he tends to lead the pack, right? Or maybe that's not what it is at all. Maybe Kanye's not leading anything at all. Maybe Kanye is the sheep. I don't know. Uh, I I think he's trying to excuse his his own bullshit. I think that he knows he's pissing people off. Some he cares about, some he does not. And I think that his number one goal today is attention with attention i can do other things yeah. with the spotlight on me i get more opportunities and i think that he's trying to excuse those things because he knows for example some of the people he has deals with already are now questioning those deals like adidas came forward and said yeah we're our our deal with Kanye is under examination right now. We're we're trying to figure out where we stand. Mm -hmm. I think he knows that, and I think that he knows that the public is confused mm -hmm. as a whole, and that the things that he's doing are outlandish. Mm -hmm. And while he's doing them for very specific reasons, I think he knows that they're not always well received. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to excuse some of my bullshit. I'm going to play what he said. I have a... Clipsy? Yeah. Okay. It's using a gut instinct, a connection with God, and just brilliance. You know, like, it's if you ask, like, Tanya Harding, how she did the, the triple flip or the triple... That's it? Yeah, and... She was in so much practice that when it was time for her to skate in a in a comp in competitive format, it just happened. Like it happened outside of practice. It happened in the real format, and that's what hap that's what's happening. Is God is like preparing us for the real for the real battles, and we are we are in a battle with the media. Like the majority of the media has a, a godless agenda, and the jokes in that work and this whole like oh yeah he's crazy and all these things they don't that's where it ends 
that's where it ends. I was really, I, I, I recorded that mainly for the part where he said it was brilliance about himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's where it comes. That's where you know this comes from. That's where the white lives matter. The idea for the white lives matter. Oh, that was his uh, response. Shirt. Yeah, it was. Um, I wish I had recorded earlier on in it, but we can find the clip too, and and include it. But yeah, what it came from brilliance. That's what makes me think you're nuts. It came from how, like what, like other than other other than we're talking about it, which is a big part of it. I'm not reducing that in any way. But other than that, where was the, what, first of all, it's a shirt that says White Lives Matter on the back. Like, you could literally make a shirt that says anything. Right. Which is why I say, like, his fashion pro is that, you know, people revere him for is, I think he has a good eye. I think that if I, if I said, hey, Kanye, I'm going here tomorrow can you pick out an outfit for me i think he'd do a great job picking out an outfit for me i'm not i don't want to say that he wouldn't i but i think when it comes to him making his own clothes it's lazy um but yeah so i just thought it was interesting when he said it came from a place of brilliance a place of creativity and I really think he believes his own bullshit I don't I think he does I think some of it is smoke and mirrors right but I think that I think that someone who can very easily sit next to another celebrity maybe someone who's not as big as them and say oh isn't this dope what I did I think that person, I think that person believes their own bullshit at least a little bit. I think going on TC's show mm-hmm. is intentional. It is planned. And knowing that he, TC, has a very specific audience, he... I think, Sorry. I think Kanye is wise enough to know that audience what they cater to Mm -hmm. and what he can say to fall in line with their messaging Mm -hmm. so quoting the bible often Mm -hmm. that's out of their playbook of course um appealing to them is important for what he's trying to do currently Mm -hmm. i think that's why i don't think it's that he believes his own bullshit i think that he has a plan and like I said, in the screenshots with he posted with Puff, he says, I'm selling these. So, yeah, if he goes to the BET Awards, the BET Hip Hop Awards and wears that shirt, he might not even make it out alive. But going on TC's show gives him access to the exact demographic he's trying to target with a shirt like that. I don't think that has anything to do with believing your own bullshit. I think that is, once again, marketing. Again, I think at what cost? Yeah, you're probably no longer going to be supported in the black community doing that type of bullshit, uh, especially in the hip hop community. But I don't think he cares about that at this point. Wearing Balenciaga mouthpieces and going on TC's show 
I think Kanye at this point is trying to cater to a very specific audience, at least for this shirt. And that's part of what this is. If I'm trying to put out a product for uh, black women ages 35 to 50, and I want to get in front of those women, and I'm someone with the resources and the finances of a Kanye West, I'm going to put myself in a position to be right in front of that group of people. I know that's how. I wouldn't do it at the risk of integrity the way he has, but I don't think Kanye has any integrity at this point. But I think that's what it is. I don't think it's that he believes his own bullshit. I think he knows, oh, this shirt I'm trying to sell, I know exactly who would buy it. I'm going to go on their show. I'm going to go on a network that supports their rhetoric. And I'm going to do an interview so that way that group of people can hear me see me and now support me so you don't think he believes that rhetoric because um, that's what i'm talking about when i say i think he believes his own bullshit. i think when he talks about how he he has been saved and he's found god and now that's guiding everything that he does and all of that i think he believes that i don't i think that's bullshit, and i think he's just using his mogul status his genius marketing ability to get new dollars and i think that's nastier than believing it oh i i agree i'm i think it's straight up gross and that but that's what i'm saying we did an episode talking about the grammys kanye won grammys for a gospel album but then what about to me it started a long time ago when he started doing Sunday service as just a pop-up, as just a thing, then it became what? The Sunday service tour. Right. Then it became more than merch. one. Then, right. Then it was merch. Then it became more than one quote-unquote gospel album. It led to money, touring, merch sales, album sales, Grammy wins. And now we're just at the next level of it. To me, it's all part of the plan, a plan I don't approve of, a plan I don't want shit to do with. But to me, that's what's clear. He said when he did the red hat thing that he was a proud Republican. So do you believe he's actually a Republican? I don't think he gives a fuck about anything. I don't think he cares about where his political stance is. I don't think he cares about any of that shit. I think he only cares about being successful in his mind. Not what you think is success, not what I think is success, not what the viewers of this podcast think is success. I think it care he only cares about what's a win to him. Yo, I wanna you think Kanye is not excited he won a Grammy for a gospel album? That is a sure, huge Kanye. flex that many artists could not duplicate. And I think next sure. Grammy Awards we'll see that. I think people have changed genres for specific reasons to garner certain levels of respect. And I think some of them will be sad when we get our 2023 Grammys award-winning award ceremony. Well, I think all of this is just that. I think it's just attention, uh, uh, credentials, accolades, Mm -hmm. um, sales, um, acceptance, um, validation. I think that's what all of this is about. If I can get, listen, I have, I just, let's just put it all together. Let's do some math, right? Um, 
Sunday service. Now I'm opening up to a Christian market and leaving hip hop behind, right? Now I'm selling merch from that, right? Now I've got gospel albums with production from Dr. Dre. So it's like I, I got one hand on hip hop, but I'm reaching for mad other shit. Well, now it seems that he's slowly letting go of hip hop. You can't curse if you're on a new Kanye album. You can't rap about certain topics if you're not on a Kanye album. You have to insinuate, but not straight up say it. I could never be on a Kanye album. No, you couldn't. Um, And so put it together, right? We got that. We got running for president. Allegedly, we got going from Republican to independent just so he could be on the bill. We got him ranting about abortion and why it's wrong. All of this is building towards where we are today. Who's going to, okay, wearing the MAGA hat, later putting out gospel albums, saying you're a Republican, and then speaking about why abortion is wrong, and then wearing and creating a t-shirt that says, Blank Lives Matter. It's all to appeal to the same group of people. I hear what you're saying. To me, that to me, the equation has been put in front of us. We're now seeing, and and maybe he's not finished, but I think now we're getting to the end of that story. Let me and maybe it. it's the beginning of something bigger. Sorry to cut you off. Okay. Maybe it's the beginning of something bigger. Maybe this uh, WLM shirt is the beginning of something much bigger. But I think these steps prior, I think these things over the last few years, mm -hmm. last two, three years, have been building towards it. I think he's been slowly picking flowers to create a bouquet. That was poetic. I try. Um, I think I believe a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. I think I believe some of that. But I also believe that Come on. If what if if that's completely true, if there is nothing that he actually agrees with or buys into, then that kind of makes him soulless to me. Um I guess and I and I don't think you're wrong in in saying that, you know, he is opportunistic and creates these moments that will benefit him. I've said I've said that on the podcast a bunch of times. Yep. Um so I don't totally disagree with what you're saying. I guess I just I guess part of it is hard for me to believe that all of it is is a farce okay because i don't know like i do believe that a lot of it is, is a farce i do believe that he does i think the maga hat was low-hanging fruit oh a lot of it is low-hanging i didn't i never thought that the maga hat and that's why i didn't think we would be here today 
when the MAGA hat happened, I thought, oh, Kanye's being Kanye. I didn't, I didn't think that years would pass and this is where we would be. I think what made me believe that Kanye believes some of what he says and does was the TMZ interview. Okay. When he said slavery was a choice. Okay. For anybody who's seen that interview, and maybe today, maybe if I look at it with fresh eyes, maybe I'll, I'll feel differently. I haven't looked at it in a long time. To me, he seemed like he really thought what he was saying, and maybe he's just that good of an actor, right? He seemed like he thought the things that he said, they seemed like thoughts out loud. They didn't seem like that interview in particular didn't seem like an affront. That was the ghost of Kanye present. <laughs> I'm about to say, was was that God? Was that God telling us not to talk well, too much about Kanye? Kanye would have said it was God. <laughs> Kanye would have said it was God, and it is our demonic conversation. Right. Which, that, is about to, which is about to make your light bulb go out. Yep. That is just fire and brimstone, okay? That's funny. Um, the TMZ interview didn't the TM, seem... To me, the TMZ interview was Kanye showing his hand a little bit. Okay. Now, one could argue TMZ interview happens and Kanye sees an opportunity and runs with it. But I don't think that every single solitary moment, I think there are times where Kanye slips a little bit and happenstance kicks in. I think that we can safely say that maybe even 90% of the time he knows exactly what he's doing. But I think that there is a small percentage where these happenstance moments occur and they benefit his agenda. They don't necessarily make him look like a better person, but they benefit his agenda. And I think he feeds off of those moments. And I think he uses those moments to build up bigger things. Um, so that's the way I would look at it. I would say that it's a combination of the two. And I, I agree with you in the sense that it's probably far more calculated than it isn't. But I, but I think that Kanye is such so into the attention of it all that I think that even when moments happen that maybe he didn't anticipate, he quickly capitalizes on it and turns it into something that he is pulling the strings on. Right. Um, Which is genius. Sure. Um, it's smart as fuck. I'm not saying it's not smart. I, I think Again, I think there's no integrity, but... I, and I'm not saying, listen, you don't have to be, you don't have to have integrity to be intelligent. Okay. You know, some of the best criminals 
are intelligent. Right. <laughs> that's how they pull off the things that they pull off because, uh, you know, white collar crime. Just think about that. Or think about somebody who successfully robs a bank or like, no, we don't like what they did and it's wrong and it's this and it's that, but you had to plan it out. You had to be strategic. You had to figure out how to do it and get it done and get it done successfully. Right. So, of course, you don't have to be an upstanding citizen. You don't have to be um, the most likable person in the room or anything like that to be considered uh, intelligent or d- do something that is... Um, incredibly strategic and smart, but I don't know. I just, all of it makes me feel weird. It bothers me. Um, and I wish that, I wish that it wasn't, I, I wish that it wasn't like this. I wish that this wasn't the way, uh, like, are you, my question is, are, and, and no one can answer this, but um, are, is it that you're soulless or is it that one day or even every day you are alone to yourself with your own thoughts and you're empty and lonely? Mm-hmm. Because in order to do this Mm -hmm. you have to kind of stand on an island by yourself Mm -hmm. i don't know kanye exhausts me that's what i do know he exhausts me he frustrates me he exhausts me um He gets on the internet, he talks about how his wife doesn't let him see the children. His wife claims that's not true. Ex-wife? Ex-wife. Y'all know what I mean. He says how he wasn't invited to the birthday party. And then we see him at the birthday party? He said he didn't have an address for the birthday party. Maybe 10 minutes go by and we see him at the birthday party. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's its like, honestly, I would be okay with Kanye when Kanye goes into his mode where he's not around much and he's doing whatever he's doing, whether it's he's creating or mm-hmm. whatever it is, spending time with his children, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine if Kanye just did that from here on out. If he just kept quiet. If he wants to make music and clothes and whatever else he would like to do, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. You want to release music? You want to release another gospel album? You want you want to release, I don't know, some Latin trap? You want to release Not Latin um, trap. some country music? You want to, uh, whew, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, go-go music? Um do what you want to do. I just, it's frustrating for me. You know? Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like we got 
from Kanye what we were supposed to get. A long time ago? A long time ago. Yeah, I thought that was coming. I don't need anything else from him. As a, a, a as an onlooker, as a fan, as a whatever you want to call me. I don't need any I think I think I, I've gotten everything from Kanye that I that I needed. Thank you for your service and goodbye. I don't I don't need anything else from him. If Kanye never dropped another verse, I would not care. If Kanye never produced another record, I would not care. If he never made another hoodie, I would not care. And it's unfortunate that that that's that's where I'm at, but that's where I'm at. I didn't want to cut you off. And I wanted to go make sure my memory was accurate. Mm -hmm. Possibly my favorite bank robber story ever. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that's what we were. I'm going. I'm going like five minutes back. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. I actually, you know, I'm getting bored of talking about Kanye. So please, please share with the class. I'm excited. In 2015. <laughs> Why do you know this? Because <laughs> I know funny stuff. All right. I'll tell you off pod why I know. And then I'll, I'll, I'll also share with you something that you might want to watch. All right. Mm -hmm. My favorite bank robber story ever from real life. No, I, I knew it was when you said it. <laughs> I figured it was real life. In 2015, mm -hmm. a man robbed the bank in a full custom made Darth Vader costume. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Mm -hmm. Not only did he rob a bank in a full Darth Vader costume, mm -hmm. But the getaway car <laughs> was what? A bicycle. Trace those pleats. <laughs> That's smart. Fucking genius. And he got away with it. I believe so. I, I was trying to find if he got away with it or if he ever got caught. That's what I could not find. But man, that is genius. And you were saying, yeah, a bank robber yeah. for getting away no, with it yeah. strategy. And I instantly was like, oh, yeah, the Darth Vader guy. Yeah. I mean, you ever watch one of like fam? Okay, I love on a bicycle. I love documentaries, obviously. On a bicycle. On a bicycle. But you ever watch like the, one of those smartest criminals docs and things like that? Yes. Like, listen, you gotta be, you gotta have a certain IQ to pull off certain things. People don't think about that because, I mean, and and there's and I also love the flip side of it on the news when they make fun of criminals who fuck up royally. <laughs> Because those people just weren't that smart. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to be a certain level of smart to be able to pull off certain things. Right. So, and now a word from our sponsors. Cherry Moore Lip Balm. <laughs> I was just trying to keep it moist. Pause. Keeping it moist with Cherry Moore Lip Balm. You're funny. Let me see. Let me see the label. No, this let me, one's let me, old. Let me make. Don't even look at it. On I camera. just want to make sure. Oh, I can't see. I can't even see what the label says. What flavor is this? Tell the people what flavor it is. Yo, you're funny. Tell the people what we flavor. Only, it is. We only have one flavor. One of flavor lip of lip balm. But what it is was it? my daughter's idea. It smells delicious. It is chocolate covered strawberry. Ooh, chocolate covered strawberries. Kiss your favorite person with that. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> Put the logo on the screen, okay? So that our ad, put the logo on the screen. Put the logo. If I don't see the logo on the screen when I watch this back. You got to talk to Chris. Chris? That's Chris department. 
That's why so. he's such a value member of this podcast and will remain so. I'm not going to bring y'all into the family business <laughs> now. Another Kanye song. <laughs> right. Um, so to respond to the last thing you said, as I know I went way back with the Darth Vader robber situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I told you when we when when you hit me up and said, hey, I think we should finally do our Kanye episode. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I think the name of it should be Gone, which is one of his songs. Because, you know, all our shit is named after songs. And... Mm-hmm. To me, that's where he is. He's gone. I agree. It sucks that we're here, but it's over. I mean, for me, it's been over for a while, but Same. I think if you ever needed a final reason or were just like hanging on by a thread to your Kanye fandom, couldn't even say that properly, your Kanye fandom, I think now is the time to say au revoir, arrivederci, and say goodbye. Bye, bitch. Because I think at this point, Kanye's gone. And there's no bringing him back, nor would I want to. I miss the old Kanye. I like the MAGA hat that said, make Kanye great again. Yeah. I remember when that came out. I I, I agree. I bring back yeah. that Kanye. Which I don't think we can. And I don't think he no. wants to. I don't think we would want to. No. Uh, but yeah. In the words of J. Cole... Your fall from grace was hard to take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure we'll have plenty to say more about Kanye because he continues to do things and we have a music podcast and so we're going to have to speak about him. Yeah. But I'm glad that we had this conversation because... It was overdue. Yeah, and my disdain... (laughs) I'm glad that I got to show that it wasn't always and it isn't just all disdain for him. I truly don't hate him. I just, I I don't think that he's lost his way. I think he's in the way that he wants to be. Yeah. But I, I just think that it sucks for us. Um, and and it's like he said, like the only person he makes music for is is God. And <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to do this this episode, but I get frustrated when when artists who are major mainstream artists stop showing people my clothes. <laughs> when they are major mainstream artists when they say things like they did not make music for us who the fuck did you make the music like at some point in your career you made music for us or are making music for us because then then you could just make music in the house you could just make music in the house you could just share the music with your friends or your family send it to your cousin play it for your kids like at some point you there is a transactional thing happening with a major artist like a Kanye West or like a Beyonce or a Drake or a Kendrick or like at some point it is transactional maybe it didn't start that way and maybe it doesn't end that way 
But at some point, it's transactional. I get really frustrated when artists say that because it's like, well, then why are you here? Because you're you're benefiting from us consuming what you're creating. And as much as maybe being a creator never meant for you that you were creating for us, at some point you did. At some point you would have had to in order to continue making albums and continue making money and continue being popular and famous. I just, no, I don't think it's all for us and I don't think it all should be. I don't think that's what creating is. But that, that very arrogant, narcissistic way of speaking like, oh, y'all don't really matter. Well, no, we do matter. And the reason we matter is because you wouldn't be here if we weren't into it, if we didn't like it, if we didn't move the needle for you. Because somebody had to buy your music when people were buying music. Somebody has to stream your music. Somebody got to buy your concert tickets. Right. Like that whole, oh, it wasn't for y'all. And all right, yeah. But how are you a billionaire? How are you a billionaire? Then don't, then, then don't do fashion shows. You could just make the clothes and show them to North. I'm sure she would get a kick out of that. You know, a little fat, daddy put on a little fashion show. I just that frustrates me very much um because on on one one side yes i think that you create things and you know if somebody likes it cool if somebody doesn't but i think you don't get to be a million dollar superstar without your fans right and that so that's that that's the last thing i have to say i feel you points were made as you would you would like to say well, any last words? Nope. I'm gone. Yeah. Well, this has been another episode of Let's Have a Real Conversation. Um, let us know what you guys think. Um, Put all your Kanye comments. I'm sure there's gonna there. be a lot of comments for this one, but put them um, all in there. Let's let's talk about it in the comments. Let's, let's have a real conversation. Um, please tell us your thoughts. Tell us if you agree, disagree with things that we've said. Things uh, that he said. Things that he said. Um, maybe there's something that we didn't touch on that we should have. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. Yep. Follow us on the socials, LHRC Pod. Oh, wherever you get your social media fix. <laughs> we out. She's tired. It's over. Kanye made me tired. I hear you. All right. And that's the train coming, so. Gotta go. <laughs> Just gone.